did you see that video too that Varjo? No, I was supposed to look at it. What was it about? It's super cool what they're building. I think it's going to be a real threat to the HoloLens because they've got high-resolution pass-through in their device. What does that mean? So I had this dream last week about this, by the way. It was a fully immersive experience with mixed reality. And the problem with the HoloLens right now, it's... Like a dream dream or do you have like a vision? No, real dream. Like I'll drop ideas into my subconscious and just mull it over in the dream state. That's always what I do. And I wake up with a solution. Especially when it works on something. It's a great thing. So, you know, one of the things with HoloLens is difficult. So it's transparent, right? So you see through the lens, you see reality, and then it merges holograms with reality. It's light blending with light because you're seeing through. If you ever try a HoloLens too, you'll see it that even if you have an opaque hologram, it's always semi-transparent because it can never be brighter than natural light. It would burn your eyes out, basically. And it's got this sort of like clipping. You see like almost like the edges of the limit of the projection of the hologram into your eyes. With this Varjo system, it's a VR headset, but the cameras are taking full high-resolution video feed and then projecting realities back into you. So you're seeing a live ah, camera. So it's, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. And then, so it's then like that superimposing means superimposing the reality with the augmented reality and transferring yeah. the new reality back to you. So that you get the feeling that this is the reality, right? Instead of just having two layers. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's super awesome. And so you get full immersion because the cameras are feeding you a full, like, sort of like 360 live video feed of your real world. (laughs) And then when you start to composite the holograms in, I haven't tried it, but I can imagine now because you're just dealing with pure software. Then you can deal with opacity and these kind of issues and just the pixels rather than light competing with light it's literally just yeah, pixels yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. because then you're controlling <laughs> your reality basically right yeah you're superimposing yeah. that one so you can basically control that's pretty amazing actually because exactly yeah. what you're saying right because virtual reality is just virtual reality you control everything mm-hmm. but here you can also actually control reality itself to yeah. some extent of course right and you could yeah. do the same thing with hollands you could in principle just be walking around yeah, but it's always sketchy with these kind of things, right? You know that you're not there yet, but if you're actually superimposing the reality over that one, and imagine when you have these in lenses, a Neuralink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you well, never know what reality about... people are in, right? That's yeah. interesting because I see that more and more and more. It's sort of an tangent, but it's sort of the same anyway. When I grew up, you had more of a national something, right? People watched, I don't know, Jay Leno, or people watched a mm-hmm. show. And you knew that, you know, people are, you know, more part of the same culture, so to say, right? Right, right. Now, I you know, with my kids, I mean, they choose their reality, so to speak, right? It never, mm-hmm. nothing is really imposed on them unless they want to. And I mean, in the future as well, now that I see people, you know, walking down the street, I know we're in the same city. But in the future, I don't know if they're in the same city, right? They might look right. at the trees or just, you know, delete all trees. So they're never going to see any trees or yeah. they're just going to see red trees or they're just going to see me as a, I don't know, cookie monster or whatever, because that's how they made their reality to look like. So we're never right. going to be in the same reality anymore, which is, again, going back to my thesis, you know, a tale of two cities is never going to be a tale of two cities anymore because it's going to be a tale of, you know, one million cities that are highly individual. That exactly what you're saying. That is so cool. But it's scary. I think this is, yeah, it's It is a bit scary, but you're right because it's a live camera feed. The cameras are recording reality in real time and presenting it back to you in 360. And you're right. At that point, it's just like the deep fake stuff. 
Yeah. I could be seeing you and it could say, okay, when you see Nicholas with this device, yeah, convert him to a cookie monster and like whatever. moving around. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Whatever, like, right? Then you combine that with, you know, but you're the walking through stuff. physical space. That's what's interesting. Yeah. With this device, I could get up and walk through this space, walk outside yeah. into the city. And, and then you can there's be San Francisco, but you're in London. Yeah. Right? You could just superimpose, for instance, San Francisco. You know, AI engine tweaks it. So why would you move to whatever? If you're interested in, you know, the scenery of Singapore or Tokyo or, I don't know, South Korea or whatever, you could just superimpose that and you could do that in the 1960s or in the 1950s or, you know, 2000, you know, BC or whatever. And then you can live as a caveman and every person you see is also a caveman <laughs> because you superimpose the clothing on everyone to be match date and time of this era. Boom. And then you can, you know, take live stuff to a completely different level, right? That would be so cool. And then here's the thing, right? For like human safety, all you have to agree on is that there still has to be real physical dimensions to everything, but you're just retexture mapping basically. What no, but that's what I mean. It's already there. Yeah. You're taking yeah. reality, so you're never going to bump into something right. because it's going to be there, right? So even if you delete all trees something is going to be in their place, right? It's not like you're, you can yes. warp through them or whatever, right? But I mean, this is so funny, right? Because I had the exact same idea. I think it was also a couple of days ago. I bought this new uh, raincoat. It's too expensive. Yeah. yeah, but it was like this futuristic uh, kind of trench coaty from Hugo Boss something, right? But if it's raining, it's fine, right? But now when I, I just wore it when it was not raining because it, it, I thought it looked cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it has this uh, fabric that is, you know, dust attaches a little bit to it and, you know, it shows marks and all these kind of things. I could present something to others and it goes back to the 3D printing when I first read about this stuff like seven mm-hmm. or eight years ago. I just fast forwarded again. So when you're buying a garage, right, mm-hmm. that is a 3D printer. So and you don't buy the car, you just buy the blueprint from Lamborghini or whatever, whatever, right? And then you 3D print it in your own garage. So yeah. basically, it's again, if I could buy a skin as in Fortnite or whatever, right? I buy a skin from H&M mm-hmm. and I have this universal clothing oh, that yeah. can either modularize in, you know, physical reality or even better yet, if you have this, right, you would never need to buy any other garments, right? Because right. the software defined clothing and software defined basically everything. And we would also transgress into more of the virtual realm and the physical space would not be as important as it was before. I mean, imagine that for sustainability purposes. You could literally change your design every single moment. That's the, the true vision of yes. like mass customization at yeah. scale. You could literally just have like a bodysuit, like a flight suit. Like in uh, Ready Player One, right? You yeah. have the bodysuit, but it can morph. Let's say you have smart garments and the software-defined stuff. So you combine the best of both worlds. So if someone wants to look at you physically like like a stupid, dumb person without, you know, <laughs> XR lenses, right? Like back in the 90s or whatever, right. then they would see exactly the same thing as the one you want to represent virtually. So you get in the same world or if you want different, but then it modulates... Yeah, that would be super cool. And I mean, it's happening. Of course, it will happen. But I think, you know, from a sustainability perspective, I think it would be equally interesting to do just the software. Because we're working with software-defined buildings right now, right? And then just software-defined clothing, 
I think that would be super cool because now we're again, like we're doing so many stupid things, bringing transparency into the supply chain. We have sweatshops on the other side of the world, and then we're shipping that to people. Just download a software package with the latest H&M design, whatever, whatever, and then apply that to your universal tracksuit or whatever, right? That has to be the future. Think about this too. You just got me thinking interaction with the mirror now becomes totally different because imagine it, yeah. you're recording yourself with the yeah. sensors and there's a moment where you could just reflect a version of you in front of you and every time you move you see yourself as a digital avatar as so you can try on all kinds of things you get that feedback loop yeah, yeah, yeah. have you seen the movie clueless with alicia silverstone old movie right so she has this wardrobe yeah. you swipe right does this match no it doesn't match and then he has this as well and I think the only thing that was missing from the stuff that you sent me, where they have this mirror, they try out the outfits, all these kind of things, mm-hmm. is the virtual assistant, the stuff that we talked uh, about the last yeah, time. Yeah. That's the first step, right? Hey, do you need some help? Call us, blah, 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 blah and then we'll help you then and there, right? That's what's so cool about this hybrid reality like this is the virtual assistant can always be with you all the time, floating around in your space, hanging out with you. I always imagine it's this cool floating robot that's yeah, yeah. for other people it's scarlett johansson or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah exactly yeah exactly. Uh, movies are huge inspiration that's why i mentioned ghost in the shell to you both the cartoon and oh, also yeah, the, yeah. the film because i was thinking more about the guy that she works with who's got like the insert eyes yeah and i'm thinking that's exactly what he's probably got is a complete set of camera feeds directly feeding him a hybrid reality like it's instantly digital from the very beginning because he's got no real eyes anymore and it's neural network because they talk to each other constantly without even their voice but it's definitely going to turn into that right so i'm just sort of waiting until the time when we can upload ourselves into the cloud and we have you know a decision (laughs) to make if we're going to be in meat bags or if we're going to be something else right and then all this going to mars all these kind of things i think the interesting point there is why would we want to, right? Mm-hmm. Why would we want to go to Mars? Why would we want to be an interplanetary species if we can upload ourselves into the cloud, if we can be like a digital representation that is much, much more all-encompassing than our fragile bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Why would we even 3D print a body on Mars to walk around when we can have the same level of intelligence in a spot robot from Boston Dynamics or a general what's-her-name in a Ghost in the Shell or whatever, right? I think like those existential questions are bound to be there, but it's being limited by the people that are designing the future right now because we think like linearly. It's ridiculous. I think it's insane. No, and it comes back to your time fold scenario. If you create that kind of a hyper-extensive virtual world yeah. like this, if someone does build a planet a billion light years away in this yeah. game environment, you literally just tap on it and you're there. Yeah. You have to wait like 200 <laughs> light years to get there. And if people can do that, of course, they're welcome to do that. Again, like from a planetary purpose, even if we upload ourselves onto the cloud, the servers or a cloud is someone else's computer, the servers are, we are on planet Earth, right? So yeah. if someone do a nuke for us or whatever, I mean, we could go make ourselves extinct or whatever, turn it to two style, then we, of course, would be eradicated, right? As a species, as people. Mm-hmm. So then it might make sense that we know have a fail safe or a backup plan right. somewhere else. 
but I'm not really sure if that would be people still. Would no, it be I think just the backup is like servers or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and then 3D print ourselves as what kind of material exists there on site, and you know, that's pretty amazing actually. 